With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, good evening and welcome. It's Sunday night and it's Talking Cop. I'm the host tonight, Keith, and I'm joined by the other host tonight, Emmett. There's only the two of us. Emma, how are you? Good, yeah. All good. Another it's lonely, isn't it? Free gaff. Yeah. Free it gaff. Is a free gaff. Well, <laughs> when the parents are away, the kids are going mad. I like that. I suddenly put myself in as the kid, but yeah, fuck it. We're going to go with it. Um, yeah, look, two of us tonight. I'm sure people will just have to blade and put up with it. Tough shit. Write a letter into Gav if you have any issues with that and uh, see where that goes into the, the foiling with the trash. But, Emmy, the Reds are on again today. It's another win. It's another comfortable win. Um, what did you make of the team news when it first came out? Aren't surprising, aren't shocking, other than the obvious? No, nothing too surprising. Um, well, uh, it's, I don't, I, I don't. I don't want to say I don't get excited about team news. I used to get excited about team news before. But I don't really get excited anymore because I, I don't. I don't really mind what he puts out. Yeah. It's never really kind of a. We need to get straight onto WhatsApp and go. What the fuck is he playing this lad for? And what's he? Uh, so uh, no, no. I'll, I was happy enough with it anyway. So, yeah. Uh, got it while I was driving, so didn't get a chance to read it till about half half one. So. No, the, you touched on, I think you've hit something there. Um, I think we are at a stage now where the team, you know, once there's not a raft of changes, and even then, you wouldn't mind because some of the lads are doing excellent, you know, on the Thursday nights and that. Um, you don't mind seeing them, for example, like Gravenberg's building on a good performance. He gets a start today. The midfield three, Gravenberg, McAllister and Sabozloy. Excited to see how that develops. Curtis Jones will come back into the equation there. But you're starting to see uh, nearly a settled squad there. And you're like, I suppose, look, if Lewis Diaz is available, I think he starts ahead of Jota today. But other than that, you're starting to see a team that 
you know, we might see in a lot of these games over the next few weeks, maybe one change here and there. But the midfield is interesting, Emma, because it's been the biggest bone of contention we've had for the last few years, not just last year. You know, it's an ongoing issue that we've, we've sort of been having. And every game I'm looking, and I'm a sort of an Alexis McAllister uh, apologist and uh, a defender. And I'm going to talk about him in a while. Um, I thought Gravenberg is starting to really, really settle in and show what a bargain he is. But Dominic Sabozloy is really becoming a key player for Liverpool, isn't he, at the moment? And and once he's in that team now, we are looking at it and you're excited to see what he can do. Yeah, it's very... Um, <clears throat> and I think this probably goes for the whole team. The team's very fluid at the moment. Like, it, like okay, so you're looking at it and McAllister... It looks like McAllister's starting in the six and he plays there in the six. But then in other kind of... Uh, kind of flows of play you see Sabozla is Sabozla was like yeah. the right centre back at one stage yeah. today and Trent was further up so it's it's becoming very a very fluid um lineup and I don't think that probably and it's gonna take time for them to get used to that so probably that's why maybe McAllister looked a little bit out of place maybe in a couple of games but I thought he probably had his best game so far for us today. Still probably not where he, we all know he can be in terms of performance. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know how to describe today. I just, I, at no point did I ever think they were going to score. Yeah. And at no point did I think that we ever got out of tour gear. Um, I think we probably could have won the game by a hell of a lot more than three. Um, and yeah, we just, every, everything seemed to be, we just seemed to be on it all day today. Our passing, uh, one, like one or two touch quick passing was just, like there's games where like you're doing these kind of, you'll see players doing these. Not I don't want to even say backflicks because I actually fucking hate backflicks. But like the, like just just first time passes, one touch passes around the corner. Uh, Gravenberts is great at them, and sometimes they don't come off. Or and just today everything seemed to click. I still don't think it was an excellent performance, but that was because we didn't kind of push ourselves or we didn't have yeah. to push ourselves and we played within ourselves an awful lot today and um yeah it was just, at, at times it was like a training session yeah no i hear what you're saying there you know we didn't have to um put that much effort in and and it's something that i was i've been thinking about you know this season We've, we, I think we've had a good start but other really than the villa game um it was the sort of cruise control that you weren't worried about at all as the game goes on, I agree with you. I didn't think they'd score. I didn't think they offered any threat. When I saw that team and their lineup, the way they were shaped, I thought, no, this is, these are just out here for damage limitation. But, you know, over the last, certainly last season, you were going into these, we were making hard work of these games, you know, against bottom 10 teams, against... Should they beat us last year? Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, but even when, even if we'd win them, we were we were making it difficult for ourselves. Yeah. And at no point today did I feel under <clears throat> any sort of pressure or trip by them, you know? And that's, that's a... It's a sort of... It's the way Liverpool are playing now. It's the confidence that they have in each other that they're, they're happy that even if they're getting held, because obviously Forrest come out with a back five today, three holding midfielders, uh, a centre mid, and then a winger playing up front. Like they, they, this was never going to be a fucking free flowing um, yeah. attacking performance by Nottingham Forest. They set that stall out for have 
a back eight and whatever they can hit off that. But even when you're coming up against them sort of formations and then banks of, you know, fours or fives or whatever they are, you're confident that these players now, you know, obviously there's a few injuries at the moment and the Lewis Diaz situation, we'll touch on him in a while, but, you know, we've got four, four or five forwards to choose from and you don't care which tree, which group of the tree is in there and you'll have someone to come off the bench. And along with that, you've also got the midfield options. Like I said, you're looking at Gravenberg, McAllister and Sabozlo today, but we know Curtis Jones is going to come back into that now that when his suspension is over. You can see Harvey Elliott is sniffing around there. You know, there's there's a lot of options, but a lot of attacking options, a lot of players there that are able to punch through the lines and are able to find the gaps and find the holes. I don't think these low block teams can get away with that sort of shite now, can they? Especially not at Anfield. No, we, we used to be absolutely awful against these teams. It was yeah. like side to side, cross the ball in, they clear the ball. But like even today, even though a lot of them didn't come off, you could see the kind of in, intricate passing we were trying. Yeah. That ball from Salah, like the ball is played into his feet, I think, by McAllister, and he just clips it. And it's literally just a hair's breadth away from getting through. I think it was Gravenberts was getting through on it. Was yeah, Gravenberts yeah. going through on it? And I thought, oh, what a pass. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and the thing is, is, and I hate saying it, is like they make it look so easy and it's actually stuff like that is so hard. Yeah. But um, they they can't they can't live with us at the moment. Um, it's just, it's, there's something, and I know we said it and it's like we're like a broken record. There's, there's a different type of feel about the team, even about Trent and his uh, his new uh, his new best mate uh, Sabasloy. I don't know how uh, Robertson's gonna feel about yeah. that, but they just seem to absolutely bounce off each other. And does it like a Trent has like a pep in his step? Um, this is like a he's not the the marauding forward Trent and swinging balls into the box. And, and look, he's, he'll still be able to do that. But even running forward today with the ball at his feet. Not really seen that much from him. Um, maybe down the wing, but he, he's he's happy to go infield, and he's like even when he's getting fouled, he got pulled back. I think it was by our man Dominguez, was it? Yeah. Uh, is that his name, Dominguez yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, Dominguez, and uh, yeah. you could see him laughing as though to say, "That's all you can do to stop me." Um, but it's just there's something different about it. It's a feel good. Like I know we're gonna to touch on uh, Jota and his celebration and stuff like that, but there's um there's always been a feel good factor around Liverpool in terms of they're a close knit bunch, but it just something feels different. It's yeah. like a a nice vibe around and so, something that kind of I knew what way the game was gonna go was when the ball got played forward, Alanga started running to try and get it, and then you just see the Rolls Royce of Van Dyke kind yeah. of just. He, did, he was, didn't even look like he was trying and he just strided past him and it was like a Lange gave up and he did yeah. that twice and I thought, that's him done now. Yeah, like, I, 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 I agree with you 100% on that. I, yeah, I thought think, that at the time. Myself. I didn't think we'd see, so you might remember in the Inter game, the Champions League, I don't think it was last season, I think it was the season before and um, Martinez up top and he had one-on-one -on -one with Van Dijk and he's literally looks up, sees that it's Van Dijk and starts heading towards the corner flag. Yeah. And I thought, um, we might not see that again from a player going up against Van Dijk because of obviously his injury and he's probably not nowhere near as good as he was two seasons ago, two, two seasons ago. But today it was just like, and I know it's, I don't want to say it's only Anthony Alanga, like he's fast. Yeah. Jeez, like he, he just, he gave up twice and I thought, yeah. right, that's it, he's in, he's in the pocket. 
And considering that was their only out ball, you know, the yeah. fact that he's given up. I thought the exact same thing watching it. As soon as he done that, and Van Dijk just brushed him off. I says, this fella he might as well yeah. just jack it in. Um, a few people are asking about YouTube. Um, we're on Twitch now at the moment. It's the first time, I think, the Sunday night one hasn't been on on YouTube. But there's been issues with YouTube today, apparently. Loads of shows buffering and just not working, not just on our own channel, but on others. So we're just going out on the... Uh, on Twitch tonight, but look, I'm sure it'll be available for download and things like that. Um, people will be able to catch up. But yeah, that's the reason. It's not that we've we've uh, left YouTube or that. It's just not really working out today. So anyway, yeah, the game goes on, and you're right. The 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 team, the Van Dijk, Canate, even Simic has thought a good game today. Trent, like there was no point where they really under any pressure. Forest didn't have it in them, but I thought Liverpool sort of dominated from the very start. And I want to start with Alexis McAllister. Um, I think it was Alexis' best game for Liverpool. He didn't do anything spectacular. But what we saw from him, and again, I, I put my hands up and said, oh, I love Alexis. He's one of my favourite players. Um, I'm uh, an, an apologist for when he has the bad games or he gives the ball away a bit sloppily. But I think what we're seeing here, he's not a number six. Do you know what I mean? He's not a defensive midfielder. He's, a, he's, a, he's playing it as a deep-line playmaker. But... What we saw today was he won an awful lot of scrappy balls, an awful lot of breakdowns coming, and he was just getting the foot onto it, just nicking it away and then recycling it for Liverpool. I thought his passing was good as well today, but that was the bit that stood out for me was the just nicking it, getting in there and just winning the ball back. Similar to Thiago a few years ago. Thiago, I thought, was very good at that as well, just getting it off their toes at the last minute and just yeah. getting it back to the Liverpool players. It was, it was a good game by him today. What did you make of uh, Alexis? <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And the unfortunate thing is, is a lot of that goes unnoticed, yeah. right? Um, because he's not bursting forward and he's not playing true balls and he's not having assists and stuff like that. Genie Wijnaldum made an absolute living out of that at Liverpool, and that's like it's I'm Mascherano to a point as well. Um, it just it's it's kind of nearly like a unsung hero. It's so important, like when they're breaking. If they just and look, we said it last season. We're just walking through our midfield now. Nobody's walking through our midfield. Mm. That that's how and then to recycle the ball, mm. as you said. And we were winning it up a lot higher today yeah. as well, if you notice. Um, but yeah, look, you can see what type of player McAllister is. You can see when when he when he's going to play in a, in his in his favorite position. And like I said, they seem to be rotating. Um, you you can see the quality that he possesses. Um, I thought, like I said earlier on, I think it was his best uh, best game in a Liverpool jersey today as well. Um, and everybody says, I oh, was bound to get a yellow. I don't even think that was a yellow card. No. Like, I you think he, it, it was, a Gibbs, was a Gibbs White. Gibbs, Gibbs White, White did, yeah. did his best Ashley Young impression. Left yeah. the leg there and they, did his triple salco onto the ground. Like, so, yeah. Um, now, yeah, McAllister's... Uh, yeah, we've got those three midfielders. I think it's gonna. I think Jones is. I know Klopp will put him back into that midfield, but I think that's that could be the midfield until somebody, yeah, maybe somebody else comes in, um, in January. But um, I think that's our best midfield three at the moment. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, I think Jones is brilliant. What Jones is brilliant at is, I think, keeping the possession and getting Liverpool up the pitch. I think he's excellent at that. But I think we're seeing that with Gravenberg now because what Gravenberg is able to do, he's, he's also big, he's strong. We're seeing a player who many people had question marks about. Um, 
I didn't. I felt 35 million was an absolute steal for a player of this potential. Just because it didn't work out from at Bayern Munich doesn't mean he's a bad player. And when you consider that, you know, he's had two coaches and, you know, that can be difficult for any player. But you're starting to see it. He can, I'm not saying he can do what Cortis does or trying to diminish what Cortis does. But he does have that ability, doesn't he, to get the ball and move it fast. You touched on the little passes around the corner. He's excellent at them. He's, he's excellent at just getting the ball moving. His first touch his, always yeah. takes the ball away from the player that's marking him. Yeah. And that's like, and it looks, again, it, it could be easily missed, but it's like he keeps the ball as far away from as possible from the player that's that's marking him. And it's always like a, just a one touch. And he's always playing on the half turn. And like, okay, there was a few balls absolutely pinged at him today and he, his, his touch wasn't great. But it's just, he holds on to the, for somebody that's so big, and I know we had Crouch before, and Crouch had uh, great feet. He but did. For somebody, like, he's not a small lad, but his feet are so quick, and um, he's such an elegant footballer as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be absolutely massive for us. Um, look, everybody says, why did Bayern Munich? Bayern Munich don't kind of play with that type of a midfield. Yeah. I think they kind of play with the two two sixes or double pivot. But, um, yeah, Gravenberch is, like, definitely will be... Like everybody's saying that we're saving money by quants are coming through. I think we've probably saved the goods of about 60 million, I'd say, on grabbing Birch, what yeah. he's going to be like in the next couple of years. Yeah, it's it's looking like a steal every time he plays, isn't it? The more he settles in, the more you can see. And and he's big, he can carry, he can tackle, he can do it all. And uh, um, yeah, but the, the more we see, the better. We move on to the other fella now. Um, Dominic Sabozloy has come into Liverpool, and while he may not have been spectacular today, we're seeing a player who, when we signed him, now I'd seen a bit of him at Leipzig and seen him at Salzburg, and always knew he was a player, but I never knew he was this player that never stops running. You touched on it there, Emmy. It's he's he's picking the ball up in the centre half positions much deeper than McAllister. And he's then sprinting up the other end. You know, we're seeing him in the 90th minute against Everton absolutely tearing up to get the goal when Darwin passes her in. His walk rate and levels of energy and fitness are just unreal. Um, what did what did what way do you see him going for us now in the future? Like, can you well look, he's 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 clearly like a perfect player for Liverpool because I mean that's what Liverpool is. It's it's proper stamina you don't stop you're winning the ball high you're getting back covering and look gav said on shows last year about trent like everybody was kind of dogging trent out and it was that we were lacking legs in midfield mm. fabinho's legs fell off a cliff hendo fell off a cliff and look we're after going out and we're after changing the whole midfield essentially in the summer and they're all eventually firing. Okay, so we got Gravenberch into the team, but Sabasloy has just hit the ground running. Like it's yeah. like I, I'd have him, and I, I know I'm biased, but I'd have him as pos- possibly the best midfielder in the that type of midfielder in the league at the moment. Um, obviously De Bruyne is injured and whatever, but um, yeah, I think he's future captain material. <laughs> hundred percent is he yeah there's no there's no quitting in him 
Like I, he's disappointed when he's when we're missing part. Like not, I didn't see it today, but in other games you've seen it. Like ninety fourth minute, and the ball goes out of play, and he's disappointed with himself that he didn't yeah. get there. And it's just it just doesn't stop. And that kind kind of stuff, regardless, like all assists aside and all, Liverpool fans and Anfield especially when players are playing at Anfield, absolutely love someone that just doesn't stop running. And when they meet, when they fell in, everybody remember when they fell in love with um, uh, Robertson. I don't even know whether that was at Anfield. It might have been at the Etihad where he ran the full length of the pitch chasing down City's defence. That's the type of player that Sobosloy is. It's that he, he doesn't stop. He doesn't give in. And that endears you to, to fans. And he, look, he's already a fan's favourite and he's a fucking handsome bastard as well, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, very yeah. I seen a, I seen a post on Twitter today. Someone said they think it's the best looking Liverpool team they've ever seen. So they, they could be onto something there. You know what I mean? Like they're a handsome bunch of lads. Um, but I just think this midfield. You touch it. Look, I'm not digging out Henderson. I'm not digging out Fabinho. But you know what we're seeing here is a different type of midfield. We're seeing power, pace, skill. You know everything that we felt that a club team would need in an overhaul. And as you say, we brought in three today that started. Endo was starting to look in the cameos he's having. And even today when he comes in, I think he's starting to look like an, an excellent option that'll be getting a lot of, a lot more minutes. Maybe not starts, but a lot of minutes um, in this Is he the new Milner? Well. Yeah, I think he could be. I think he yeah. could be. Not in there. I think he could do a job covering in positions in defences because I know he's played yeah. there for Stuttgart and Japan as well. But I think yeah. you could see him in them sort of you know into the a fullback position or a, a towards centre back role he wouldn't be surprised he's excellent in the air for he's only a little fella but he's great blade leap and he's good strong brave I think we'll start seeing he, more do, he doesn't have to worry about that because he wears a gum shield so he can go yeah, in for them yeah. types of headers yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think that's probably what it is look we probably expected Hendo to do and I'd I'd imagine the conversation during the summer was between Klopp and Hendo that he will probably assume the the Milner role now that Milner's yeah. gone and Anderson probably didn't fancy that and everybody thought it was mad that look it isn't the type of player that we go out and buy but you're not going to go out and get a 24 or 25 year old that's just going to be willing to sit on the bench and play Europa League games and do you know what I mean um, so why not go out and buy someone in why well, is he's 30 isn't he or is he 31 30 he's 30 yeah so he'd be delighted to come in there and do the do the Hendo role or do the Milner role or the role that Hendo should have taken over. And that's what I see. But he's going to... Look, everybody... Nobody's going to come in and settle straight... Not not everybody's going to come in and settle straight away. Like, not everybody's going to be Sabasloy. Like, even... Like, McAllister probably hasn't played his best for us at the moment. Probably not playing in the right position. Um, Sabasloy came in and hit the ground running. I think Gravenberg's to a, to a kind of a... To a point probably has a little bit as well. But you have to give different play horses for courses. Like, I just think he's going to... He's going to settle and, um, like you said, he's going to be that kind of close out a game. Or, like at one stage today, I was thinking when Trent got that yellow card, I was like, please don't go and get a second yellow. And then we've no Trent, no Robbo. But yeah. I think Endo could probably slot in and do a, a job at right back. He's probably the Japanese Milner. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Like, it. You get a player like Milner and, and he goes in and he'll play every position for you. And Endo just seems to have that sort of, you know, um, determination and, and selflessness, you know, in his play. He seems to have that about him. And it'll be interesting to see him, 
now over the next few weeks that he I think he will start to get more. You're seeing certainly a, a, a system where you know Harvey Elliott is sort of going to be on always an early option off the bench to try and make things happen and. Endo might be a later option, you know, rather than Joe Gomez coming in all the time to close her up. It could be Endo. But look, it's it's interesting to see um the the settling in settling in of that midfield. And then up top today, so we had a, a game where the front three all score. Um it's opened by Jota, a bit of a tap in. Um it's Salah rolls it into is it Darwin has the shot? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Darwin has the shot. Yeah. Keeper Matt Turner parries it. He loved to party that fella. Um, palms it down and it just lands at Jota for the easiest goal he'll ever score. Um, but the celebration was I thought it was an excellent. Um, it was one of the highlights of the day for me. You know when when I saw the yeah. how they celebrate. What did you make of it? Yeah, look, it's no uh, no secret what's kind of going on. It's like and we were literally just checking to see if there was any update on it. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, it's 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 hard to talk about without like that's that's what goes on in 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 certain countries. You're the you're the South American expert here. They're they're not uh, look. I'm saying that they're they're they can be dangerous places, especially for like unfortunately it won't be the first time that a high profile person's family has probably been kidnapped. Thankfully, his mom is free. We don't know about his dad up to eight hours ago and the, the yeah. last kind of update i saw there they were still working on getting him free but <clears throat> you can only imagine <clears throat> what it's like for himself we don't know has he has he gone back himself is he still in liverpool um i think i'd seen that he got a private jet back to columbia last night yeah no um, again i saw the father was rescued today and it turned out he wasn't so i don't know what to believe you know i don't know what's true yeah um, there was talk of, I think they're offering something like two hundred million or two hundred million pesos, yeah. it's about forty-five grand or whatever. Um, yeah, look, it, it'll be good for him <clears throat> to know, and I'm sure, it, like, it, he doesn't. He already knows the kind of close bond that is there with the with the players. Um, I'm sure he's in touch with the players. I'm sure he's in touch with the club. But for them to go and do that, I thought it was a was a nice touch by Jata. Um I don't think it was probably Diaz's actual jersey. Um, it looked like it looked like it came from the Academy. Um <laughs> but um yeah now a nice touch nonetheless yeah and obviously hopefully we hear news about his dad soon. Yeah fingers crossed a horrible situation and Klopp speaking about it and all he was sort of saying he didn't know you know, it's not something he's dealt with before and didn't know mm. how to act or react and things like that. And it was a difficult night for the for obviously for Diaz, but for the him and the players and the coaching staff, it, it, they had to focus on going out there and winning. But you saw with that celebration, I think, and with a lot of the stuff the players were tweeting out afterwards, there's a great uh, team spirit there at Liverpool. And it's it's the Jurgen Klopp effect. You know, it's it's this is the Klopp two point always people call it, and we're seeing the exact same team spirit that he's always had in these these teams. And if you compare that, if anyone watched the Manchester United Manchester City game today, Manchester United are a fucking disgrace. Their captain is a disgrace. Their team spirit is a disgrace. Everything about them just stinks at the moment. And that's it's. I know it's easy to have a dig at Manchester United or a Liverpool fan channel, and I don't mean it in that way of you know, well, let's kick them when they're down. But it just goes to show the characters that you bring into a football team 
mm. is what you'll then see when you put that team <clears> on the pitch, you know. And we're seeing a team that are out there will fight for each other, that will, you know, one of their mates is in trouble like this, they go and fight and they they try and dedicate big moments in the games to Lewis Diaz, who we know is suffering. We've seen it with Alisson when his dad died before, seeing yeah. all that sort of stuff. And then you've Manchester United who have your man Anthony's coming on in the game today and he's taking blade and swipes and all that docu and Bruno Fernandez is trying to swipe at players as well. You just see the 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 importance of good characters in, in teams and it's the one thing Liverpool have got right and it's the one thing when Liverpool sign a player that I never worry about. People say, oh no, I don't know about him as the dubious character. They never get it wrong, Emma, do they? No. Um, look, it's what do they call it? The dickhead test or something? Is that what somebody had called it? Or somebody said it was all yeah, that? The um, test, yeah. Look, it's I didn't get to see any of the United game, but I don't think I needed to see the game today to, to know what you're talking about. Poison. I was only at a match this morning and I was chatting to a lad, and uh, like t- the decision to make Bruno Fernandez your captain, I think, is probably up there with one of the worst decisions. Yeah. That, well, they've made a good few bad decisions yeah. over the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, but, um, I don't know how you could put somebody like that as your captain. Um, people don't go to, I said this before, people don't go to Manchester United. Look, Manchester United, don't, like you said there, don't get this twisted. It's not having a go at United. United were the, they were basically the yardstick for a long, yeah. long time from the early 90s, um, yeah. right up until maybe 2012 when Ferguson 100%. left. And this is the fear for when, Klopp leaves. So you're saying this is Klopp is actually saying Klopp is actually this is a kind of a reflection of Klopp. Yeah. Manchester United were a reflection of Alex Ferguson. And since then, it's just like it's gone to shit. And players don't go to Manchester United to further their careers anymore. They go to Manchester United to further their bank balance. Yeah. And um, players come to Liverpool to further their careers and to play for Klopp. Um, I don't think those players are playing for Ten Hag. I don't think he knows how to get them to play for Ten Hag. But when you go in there, look, everybody said it was Pogba was the problem. I don't think it was just Pogba. Um, Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's a it's a team full of prima donnas. They don't play for each other. Our our like we said earlier on before Manchester United was even mentioned. Our there's something special about our group of players now and the way they're playing for each other. I just don't think they're a, they're a, they're a team of individuals. And like, look, I and I, I this is gonna. I like when you have a competitive Manchester United. It's it's a little bit more fun. And um, they're basically Liverpool of of the early to mid mid to late nineties. Now yeah. that's the position they're in now. That we were that bad. Do you know what I mean? We had Every probably an identity crisis as well. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look, I don't, I don't know how you go about fixing it. I don't know how they go about fixing it. But setting up a dickhead test, there's your first one. And I think probably where it started going downhill, Ferguson was probably the straw that broke the camel back. Him, him camels back him leaving. But it was when Rooney demanded the three hundred grand a week. If you yeah. know, I think that was around about two thousand and twelve as well. That was the beginning of the end at Manchester yeah. United because everybody, everybody walks in there. On minimum 200, 250 grand. You need to you need to earn your money. I think again, something that we do slightly better than they do is is that 
ours is very heavily bonus performance based and um, with them win lose or draw they collect their check at the end of each week and the, the money is guaranteed um, and that only attracts one type of person so yeah should look at Jaden sancho he's the top earner three hundred and fifty thousand a week the fella's being blade made to eat away from the first team and all for fuck's sake it's it's and again but, 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 but even that do... situation the way that was handled i think was yeah. absolutely awful it's and you horrible. get that you were, and, and people say well ferguson uh true lads under the bus ferguson didn't throw lads out of the bus or under the bus ferguson true lads out of the club like yeah. yep stam he had a fallen out with he was gone gone there was no you're going to train with the underage or whatever like that and you're not eating in the canteen you were literally gone what ten hag did last year and a lot of them said that uh, oh, well, he, get, he gave him three months off for help and all that kind of stuff. He basically came out and told the world media that he had a mental health problem. Yeah. And then Sancho had to come out and make a make a, a statement on it. He did it again then only a couple of months back. And then Sancho puts up that post online. It's just an absolute... It's Look, don't watch EastEnders or Coronation Street. Yeah. Go and watch Manchester United. That's basically it's like a drama within itself. Yeah, it really is, you know, and and look today they got hammered. Did the usual suspect suspect out blaming the the owners and and the roof and Old Trafford and everything else, and it becomes tourism. But you've got uh, you touched on it there when we were younger and Manchester United you know, were the yardstick through the nineties, and it was Liverpool that were you know everything was you know blaming everything but what was happening on the pitch. But we don't have that problem now, and we're we're going to take a little not an interlude here but we're going to talk about one of our new segments emma and it's going to be the one and every week we're going to do something so it's going to be you know uh film we don't film that you'd want the new um um a series you might want another season yeah. or a sequel to a movie that you you'd like so this week what are we going to talk about emmett the one band group act that you would love to see live and they can be they can be dead or alive. So you get to bring, if they're dead, you can bring them back. Um, so the one, will I give my, my will I give my yeah. ones? Or do you and and throw, no, no. And people throw, throw, them, into the thing, throw yeah. them into the chat there and we'll, we'll call out a few as they're coming in. Um, there's my one, Led Zeppelin. Oh, I've yeah, got something here for sure. Matt. Sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm alone at you. Well, take that, Matt, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a slow um, to go for you with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> mine would be, uh, mine would have to be Queen. Um, Queen or Michael Jackson. All right. Did you see, did you ever see Queen or Michael Jackson live? No, neither. I saw Michael no. Jackson. So, Yeah. Yeah, I saw Michael Jackson in Ireland in Lansdowne in about 92 or 91. It was black and white tour, I think, or history or whatever the fuck it was. Got free tickets. I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan, I have to be honest. We got because I live close to it and yeah, yeah. yeah, getting tickets and went up to see it. was a great show, like, but so Michael Jackson, Bobby Queen and Eddie Freddie Mercury. I was gonna call him Eddie Mercury, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> He's the one. That's the queen. <laughs> that's the, the that's the, was it? <laughs> no, that's the fella that sings down at the old mill. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Tribute band Eddie Mercury. Um, Freddie Mercury, I think, is probably has to be the probably the best frontman of a band ever. I think. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see Queen. That I can. I'm I'm old enough to remember Live Aid, wasn't it? Eighty five. Yeah. Eighty five or eighty six. Eighty five. Yeah. 85. And just that. And like they had been gone for a couple, probably a couple of years, and then yeah. they just came back and did that show. 
So yeah, Queen or I've actually Jerzino there saying the verb. I actually saw the verb down in um, Slane Castle back in '97, I think it was. Well, but it Michael Jackson is just more so for the show. Um, yeah. I have a cousin who was a massive Michael Jackson fan. He's been to see him a few times. Who's yours, Keith? Well, mine's boring one. Uh, I'd love oh. to see Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. Pink okay. Floyd, my favorite band. Um, and the, obviously, you'll never see Pink Floyd, and the, the fuckers are alive. Well, they're not all alive, but Rick Wright is dead. But David Gilmore and uh, Roger Waters just had an unbelievable falling out, and it absolutely killed that band. And Pink Floyd are a bit of a niche thing. Not everyone's into them, you know, but I just think they're absolutely amazing there their music, the the genius of them, you know, Roger Waters, who I do think broke up the band, is a fucking genius, you know, that way. And Dave Gilmore, the best guitarist of all time, um, they reformed for that Live 8 thing that was about Geldof going, was it Live 8? About 2008, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And they got back for that, and it looked like there was the, looks like, looked like there was the makings of a, a reunion there they seemed to enjoy it roger waters was smiling he was happy and they it finished and then it was dave gilmore rick Wright, nick mason there was just too much bad blood with between them and roger waters to get them back so i think that's that's dead on its arse now but you know roger waters is someone that's more so in the news now for his support for palestine long long time supporter of palestine not just now what's happening over there in the middle east but you know roger waters is such a i love him a lot of people hate him i fucking love roger waters and pink floyd for me would be the band some of the bands getting a shout in there you've got the velvet underground yeah very good like the velvet underground for a little raid bowie uh, bowie yeah led zeppelin yeah. boy mac great show uh lincoln park getting a couple of shouts sulu sulu express and, and matt Sulu's. says eat shit emmett i never heard of that never part. heard of them never heard of them <laughs> what did they sing guns and roses yeah guns and Ro well they play all did do you like guns and roses i think he needs to retire now I fucking love he literally guns uh, yeah but he I, the guns and roses i've got the album in the car when me and the young fella be in the car gonna listen to it but it looks like Mick Hucknall is fronting Guns and Roses yeah. these days. It's fucking the terrible. Ways, the way he's gone. <laughs> like, do you know what yeah. I mean? And Slash hasn't looked like he's aged a bit. Yeah, so, I know, um, yeah. But yeah, now it's, uh, I don't know, it's sad, sad to see, but um, yeah, now I think it's time to hang up the, uh, but that's hang up the bandana and the, the microphone. Yeah. So. That, that's an egomaniac, but you know, like, so Guns and Roses, I love Guns and Roses. They were my favourite band when I was a kid. And they released, like, Appetite for Destruction was the first album I ever bought, bought it. 88 or something 87 um i love them they went to appetite for destruction they had lawyers he went and done the usual illusion one and two and then they had the spaghetti incident which was a bit of a bit of a calm down and then they were talking about this new album chinese democracy it took about 25 years to fucking release it because axel rose was just causing all sorts of shit about getting the album out there but I've heard, I haven't seen them since they've re, sort of retoured and all that, but I've heard they're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> he comes on late and all, he gives people oh, yeah. stick. It's meant to be an absolute shit show. Um, but there's a few, Avicii, The Smiths, um, House Martins. House Martins, right? I love the House Martins. You like them? Beautiful house Martins, yeah, I remember that from the 80s. Sure, it was yeah. Fat Boy Slim was in the House Martins. He was, wasn't he? yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so the, the House Martins, what did you, you said? Beautiful South. Well, the, beautiful, the House Martins go into the was beautiful South. Paul, he's actually a Liverpool fan, is he? Paul Heaton, isn't that his name? No, he's um, 
Oh, he's, he? he's not a little no, he's he's a whole fan, I think. Or, oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Does it know you're yeah. thinking that you're probably thinking your man out of farm, are you? Oh, probably does yeah. a lot of the stuff with Spirit Shankly and all that. Um Fleetwood Mac's another good show. Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Again, dysfunctional band. Bladen came back together and they just done a tour, didn't they? And then realized they all fucking hated each other and Lindsay Buckingham walked out. Um who else have we got in here? Santana, Tim yeah, Tin Lizzy, Prince, Bounty, yeah, Bounty Blade, and them, Jean Michel Jarre. Do you know what, do you know what I watched? Do you know what I watched? And you should watch it. It's it popped up on me. Um, was it on my Netflix or on, it was on something anyway that I have downstairs on the telly? Uh, it's a documentary about Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, and it's only just been released as far as I know, but uh, yeah, and that's uh, Bounty M. So your man that actually kind of produced or whatever started Boney M, his name was Frank Farron, I think his name is. Supposedly he's a, a big name producer. I think he's a producer. But um, the lad in Boney M didn't sing, never sang once on it, right? So it was all the kind of the girls and whatever. Then he moved on to Millie Vanilli. Um, but I didn't know, like, I, I can remember Millie Vanilli from when I was younger. Like, yeah, the missus was like, oh, I remember dancing at Club 92 to that and whatever. She was like, a big fan, was she? Yeah, yeah, massive fan. And, uh, but, like, the fact that they didn't sing, like, but it, it turns out that the lads could actually sing. <laughs> um, but, like, your man Frank Farron brought in these singers from the States and all and paid them. better like they yeah, These are yeah. going to sing. You're just going but to But it was actually, uh, yeah, man, what's your man? Is it Clive Davis? Arista Records in America. Yeah. And um, they were, they, he says he didn't know about it, but another lad has come out in the documentary and says, no, they yeah. did know about it. But one lad said that didn't know about it. <laughs> he didn't, he thought they did sing, says, wouldn't it be great if they won a Grammy? So they actually, he applied for them to be in, in on the shortlist for the Grammys. And that was the beginning of the end for for them because kind of it was a kind of a in-house trying to trade secret that everybody knew that they didn't really actually sing but like it got people's goat up when they went and they won a grammy over nina cherry and uh it was our soul to soul and all that kind of stuff and it just that's when the shit hit the fan big time but it's actually a good watch you should give it a watch there you go like want, want to watch so that's the one for this week the band i'd love to see is pink floyd and the band um, i'd love to see is millie vanilli so <laughs> <laughs> well that's slightly impossible now because one of them is no longer with us so. yeah well there you go you said that are alive so you know what i mean there we go oh, yeah, well, there um but yeah. <laughs> well, we go back to the football we go back to the football um the game today so we've got um Jota gets the first goal. Uh, the second goal, another well worked goal, isn't it? Um, Salah's involved to Sabozlo. He hits it across. Stephen Warnock in commentary with I was watching said Nunes didn't know much about it. As making out that I just fucking hit him and went in. But it's, yeah. you know, it's a good reaction finish by Darwin Nunes. But that he's another player that's starting to come into his own, even though he missed that set or night. And I've never wanted a goal to go in. I'm looking at him screaming. I said, Love it, players never go around the keeper anymore. This is it. <laughs> Ping hits the bar. But Nunez is starting to show. I think he's surprisingly enough, I think he's starting to show a lot more composure in his game. Even though he did miss that one. Um, I thought he made chances that on Thursday night that he, you know, taking it off one foot onto the other, setting himself unlucky. But today. He gets a goal that's an instinctive tap in. How do you think he played today? 
Look, I think he gets. I think he gets better every game, and um, he may have been seen as like being a one-trick pony. That like he gets through on goal, he smashes the ball towards the goal and whatever. But his all-round team play and link-up play, and he's chasing back, he's winning balls back, and I just think he's improving every single game. The first time I know that you're big on this about when he misses, he smiles. There was actually yeah. a chance that he missed today. And he was pissed off at himself. Yeah. Well, you don't mind seeing that either. Like, do you know what I mean? No. But um, no, it never looks like he gets on top of him. That's the no, thing. No, it never, never looks does, like is yeah. you know the way the world on him. But look, he's over. He's trying at the overhead kick and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And look, everybody keeps mentioning this thing: the chaos. I never thought that it was him that was the chaos. Yeah. I think he causes chaos for defenders. He's a type yeah. of player that you just don't want to. You just don't know what the fuck is going to do. You don't want to play against him. Um, but I think it's more, and I said this before as well, it's more controlled chaos this year, but his, his link-up play with Salah, he seems to have a very good uh, understanding with Salah, Salah playing, but Salah's kind of torn provider for him now as well. Yeah. It was early on in the game where he's, he swings a right foot at it, and I think the defender gets a touch on it before he does. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think he's, look, he's gonna, I think he's gonna explode. I think he has the top goals and assists ratio in the Premier League at the moment. Um, a goal and assist. Uh, he did get an assist today, didn't he? A goal and assist today. I think he gets the assist for the shot, doesn't he? Yeah, he probably or does. does. It, but keeper save it. Does he not get the assist? I don't know. Whatever. We'll give Fuck it to it. him. We anyway. give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Look, it's um, it's again a settling in period. You've spoken big time about uh, like when he was at uh, Al Maria, and then when he went to Benfica, Benfica and yeah. didn't have a greatest of four seasons. And I think we're. We're going to see an awful lot from Nunes this season. Um, and I think maybe you never like to see a player get injured, but maybe Gakbo getting that injury probably gave him that little, because we always yeah. spoke about him getting a little bit of a running run of games together. And I think he's put that little run of games together. And, um, you yeah, know, I just, I, I, I love watching him. I just, like, it's, he used to be real raw, but now he's kind of like, he has a kind of a finesse about him as well. And yeah. he's, he, he he can spot a pass and he's doing a lot more teamwork. It was all kind of he was a focal point last year, I think, where it was get the ball to Nunes. When in fact, if you watched him playing for Benfica and stuff like that, he wasn't really that type of player. And uh, his link up play and his his all round team play, I think, is is coming on leaps and bounds every single time you see him play. So yeah, and I think that the we as we spoke about the midfield makeup, the new midfield, and I think that's helping them as well because a lot of the play is coming down centrally from the midfield. Whereas last year, and look, we all know we've spoke about this a million times. The frustration again. I'm not digging out Jordan Henderson. I know it's easy to do. He's he's gone and he, he's gone with a bad on a bad note. But the times last season when you'd have Trent or Henderson out on the right and they'd start floating crosses in keepers that just eat them up meat and drink little floaty balls in and especially when they had Nunes in there who they assumed was a target man used to do my head in now we are seeing a team Mo Salah was always the fastest player he's not anymore is is he's still fast but you see the runs when Salah is going up and Nunes is with him every step of the way and Sabozlo is with him every step of the way we've got so many fast fast players there now and Nunes is just in there I agree. I think the Gakbo um, injury will, thankfully, it's not a bad one. He's back already. That allowed yeah. Nunes to come in and he's getting the minutes that I think he needs. 
And we, I think Klopp can trust him now. Whereas at the end of last season, he's talking about, oh, if you're not pressing, you're not going to be in the team. I think he's doing a lot of the donkey work now. And uh, I just the, the midweek one was gas, where he completely forgot where he was on the pitch. When he, yeah. he, he he gave the ball away, he chased back, he won it back, and then was strolling towards his goal. And literally looked like it was like, right there, that's my job done. I'm just going to walk away from the ball. Like, yeah, but, he's, um, he's yeah, still look, a bit, yeah, still a bit of madness. Okay. Look. I, I I said it I said it in the chat on one of the shows as well. Pound for pound for what he gives to Liverpool, I would have him over Haaland. Haaland is an absolute beast and and like he's yeah, a goal phenomenal. machine. But yeah. his but his overall contribution to the team, I think Man City have probably changed an awful lot since he's come in. I would have Nunes for more of what he offers uh, on the pitch. Um, in terms of team play, than I would have. Uh, I'd have Nunes over Haaland. But I know that's that's the sort of shit that gets you clipped and going viral. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you know I'm yeah. the same? It's that sort of. And I know. Look, ha- you didn't see the United game. Haaland's on a hat trick. He sets up Foden on the tour run. But generally, you're right. He's not in. He's not impacting the play between the you know outside the box. He's he's a ridiculous goal scorer. Fucking ruthless. You'd never see anything like this fella. But Nunes. Is more of now more of a team player, and for what you're getting, as you say, Man City did have to change and adapt. And they're lucky they just have some of the best players in the world there. That you know, you were never worried that Kevin De Bruyne wasn't going to adapt to Erling Haaland. You know, we knew it would, you just hope it'd take a while. But you've got like a player in Nunes that just has that ability to he always has that room to grow, and that's what you're looking at as well. You're like, this isn't the finished article, and that's what excites you about him. He's got well, that's, that's the thing is that we the the I think City change because of Haaland, whereas I think Nunes has to change because of Liverpool, yeah. and that's the way it should be. A team shouldn't change for one player; the player should adapt to the team. And I think that's something that Klopp and whether it's Klopp, whether it's Pep, or whether it's anybody else behind the scenes that are putting the work in. And I think maybe, and you've I think you've probably said it, maybe Matt has said it as well. I think there's a Probably a little bit to do with Bielsa as well, being at Uruguay. Um, but he is look, it's his ceiling is extremely high, and he's still only a nipper, like so. yeah. But it's great to see. But we'll move on. The third goal. I love these types of goals where somebody makes an absolute shit of it. <laughs> Not even Forrest. Look now, uh, the Matt Horner and. Fucking Hardy Toffolo or whatever we're blaming each other. What do you make of this third goal? It's a it's their corner, is it? And the falls to throw in. Throw in. Throw in. Falls to long Yeah, I think some. I don't know whether it was Sabozli won the header or somebody else won the header, but Sabozli picks it up anyway. I I'm not sure. I'll I'll watch it back later on. I don't even know whether he he looked up. He just swung the left peg at it, and like that's another. His passing range is ridiculous as well. Yeah. But um. He plays a forward, and I don't know what Turner is doing. Like, do you know what I mean? You you look after kids' teams. Like, it's watch the bounce. Don't let it bounce. Like, and he lets it bounce, and even throws an arm at it, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. And Salah's in. I think it's it's his second right foot goal in a row or something like that, isn't it? Right with nobody. Everybody yeah. thought his right foot was for putting out smokes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's just to like to. To know that Salah will be there. It's like when Alisson picks up the ball from a corner. He knows that yeah. Mo was gone. And it was nearly like Sabozlo kind of became the Alisson. 
the, the, the quarterback and just decided I'm sticking this up here. And yeah, it was, look, I think we could have gone on and scored more. We did score more, but slightly offside. I think uh, Gakpo completely forgot that we were playing offside. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just, look, it was the cherry on top. It was like, I was out walking the dog there today and I was just thinking, do you know what? Like he used to put money on Salah anytime scorer, right? I think you're going to have to start putting money on Salah minute what minute is he going to score because yeah. it's nearly like he's always going to get his goal he's always going to get his goal and uh he's my captain and um fpl as well so i was delighted with that you were happy enough good day at the yeah. office for you yeah but it's it's another record from out i was only asking you before we came on what record did you break yeah now? i think i think it was i think chris said earlier on if he's in the chat or matt is in the chat they were saying i think it's he's scored or assist in his first five home league games of the season I, look he's running our records um he's breaking his own records now but i think it was the first five home games of the season he's either scored or his first player to score or assist in the first five home games of the season or something like that yeah it's um he's phenomenal i don't ever want to see him taking a free kick by the way we got two <laughs> free kicks in lovely positions today and on both of them i'm screaming fucking Sabozlo, he hit them. trent takes the fourth one hits the bleeding wall and then Salah takes one and you're like this saying I know the Salah one you say the left foot less of Bosley fucking smash that don't care what side we're on here just let him smash it I've never I don't think Salah has ever bleeding bothered anyone with a free kick um no. so I wouldn't have um, been I think I think Trent prefers to I think Trent's better when you shift the ball as well um yeah. and the free kicks but yeah you just want to you want to see you want to see him hit one from distance Look, that's something that we that's something that we've got in the team now as well. You've so got McAllister's is top of the top of the range with that as well. Like McAllister's free kicks yeah. are outrageous for yeah. as well. But like that's what we've got that now. Like we I, I don't think we had scored a goal outside the box in such a long time, but now you've got Sabazlo will hit one. Trent is that little bit more advanced now that he's more likely to get a shot off. McAllister, Gravenberg, Gakbo can hit them from distance as well. So yeah, look, the future's bright. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, look, it was a good win today. Liverpool um got the three points. I'm delighted, you know. It was an easy win. They didn't have to get out of second gear. They went, dismantled the team at home. But you have to you have to take these easy games when they come, don't you, Emma? Because we, we often make hard work of this shit and you can't play every game. If you want to be in a title race, you can't make every game a fucking war of attrition that you don't need to because eventually that catches up on you so being able to sort of coast through these ones is what it's all about and i think we've actually handled these last few games well you know the the yeah. everton one this one the midweek one um well, so just going through these things while just taking care of the business and it's it's a nice time to do it how do you think we go but um i think there's a Luton next is a Luton next Luton and then brentford yeah you've been to see brentford before haven't you I never thought like to speak about it, Emma. You know, but the, the word on the street is, "Yeah, I've been there before." Um, I think it's, uh, and I'm going through it this year. It's Luton, Luton. Oh, hang on, now is it? Yeah, it's Bournemouth in the midweek on Wednesday. Yeah. Luton away next Sunday. Toulouse on the Thursday, and then Brentford Sunday the twelfth. Yeah, look, you. I think it's, it's probably Luton's probably going to be a tough place to go. Like it's. An, an, an intimate ground like do you know what I mean yeah. but you've got Luton Brentford and then you've got Man City so look you, you're hoping for the the six points from them too 
and then kind of go into the city game on a bit of a bounce. Um, yeah. Well placed either way. You'd expect six points. Yeah. Like I said, it's not look arrogant. As long as you're, as you're long, as long as you're in within a kind of a, like a three or four points um, of like, and I'm still look. I'm assuming we're all, and that's you, me, the chat, everybody. Man City is the is the target, um, yeah. and I, this is not me discrediting kind of Spurs or Arsenal or whatever. But let's face it. I think whoever finishes above City is the one that wins the league. Yeah, unfortunately, and that's just the way it's gone. Um, but um, that could be a massive game. You get those six points. You're within three of Man City. You go to Man City and beat them, and then you draw a level with them. Or look, do they drop? I don't know what games they have this side of that. Like I don't know whether they've any big games. They play Chelsea's next they five, have. by the way, are absolutely shocking. Well, they have yeah. Man City. So City's yeah. next games, they play Bournemouth in the league. Then they have Young Boys. Ooh. Then they have Chelsea away and then us at home. Now, I don't have much faith in Chelsea, to be honest, at fucking door. No. But I can't see them dropping points either, you know, in, in that space. Yeah. So you're probably going to go so, into the game. Actually, they're only a point ahead of us. A point they? ahead, yeah, a point yeah. ahead. So you're going into that game. Sorry, I thought they were three ahead. So you're going into that game uh, looking to go two points ahead of them, basically. Yeah, and that's that's the target. Like, Spores yeah. are three ahead. No disrespect to Spores. We spoke about them last week, or during the week on the, on the show. And I think, you know, they've had an easy run of it. You know, they, they beat us, but fucking hell. They couldn't have made harder work at that than if they tried. Um, they're on a good run of form. They've a good positivity about them. To, um, Pasta Coglu going in there is doing well, but they're going to hit a run of blade matches. Their next few games, they play. They're at home to Chelsea. Can't make that hard one after rubbish in Chelsea just now. But <laughs> you never know. Away to Wolves, home to Villa, away to City, home to West Ham, home to Newcastle. You know they've a few tricky games coming up there. And I think there's somebody put up a, a picture there last week. There is a, a point in the season. And they they've basically pinpointed where I don't know whether it was in the in a WhatsApp or Telegram or maybe it was on social media somewhere. But somebody put up a screenshot of a group of five matches, and they said that's where Spurs' season falls apart. Yeah. And they've got a, they've a there's a, a group of five games that they have a tough run of it. That it's not that run that you've just said there, but it might be slightly later in, yeah. in the season. But look, um, it's. I don't want to say it's new manager bounce. He seems to have gone in there. He seems to be doing well. Um, but I just don't think their squad is probably strong enough. To It's a very similar situation to what Arsenal were in. Even Arsenal. I don't even think Arsenal have probably strengthened. No. Because they lost Xhaka and brought in Rice. Right? So it's, it is an upgrade, but it's one in, one out. Like they, yeah. they haven't kind of pumped the actual squad itself. So I think they probably will probably suffer from that as well. Arsenal didn't. Did Arsenal have Europe last year? I think they had, but they went out early. They had Europa, was it? Yeah, yeah and I think Europa. they went out early-ish. Um, Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon bet them, didn't they? Um, yeah, I just think that... Um, yeah, I just I still don't think they're probably strong enough depth-wise, either of those two. Yeah. Man City, like, they've... They have a whole two squads yeah, that are strong enough to maintain a, a challenge. So look, um, yeah, great start by by Spurs, but you you don't see them maintaining it. And 
it's only three points. It's not like they're six ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. or seven ahead, and you're kind of thinking, oh, you never know. But um, we're still only what is it, ten games, eleven games into the season. So yeah, it, it, it's sort of a you know two draws, and you're pulling them back in. You know, you don't even need. Well, well what I will team. say is, is that if you look at the table now, the top five are kind of breaking away. I think there's five points between fifth and sixth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Isn't it twenty-two and seventeen or something like that? So it's um twenty two yeah to seventeen um Aston Villa, Aston Villa who've been excellent yeah. Uno Emery is a fucking excellent coach and he's shown it there he didn't show it at Arsenal or maybe he wasn't allowed to show it in my opinion I think he was treated appallingly uh, when he went to Arsenal because he said good evening and I think it became a running joke and no matter what he done it was just a laughing stock and I think he's come back and he's been fucking brilliant um we. Absolutely slow. They're in the conference man. league as well, aren't they? Yeah. They'd probably go and win that conference league, I'd say. But look, I'm saying that when we did a trip of predictions at the start of the season, which we'll have to obviously rename, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have Aston Villa finishing in sixth place. Yeah. Some in, four, in, in fifth. I think one might have even put them into the top four. But um, they're slowly, no one's paying attention to them. Yeah. You still you don't include them. I love I love a season when nobody everybody's going now it's City, it'll be City, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, United. Oh and no one mentions Liverpool. I love that. Yeah. Just kind of they're just always the best ones. Slowly plod along. That's what you want to do. And especially in a a Premier League, and I don't mean this season, over the last couple of years, you've got teams that fall off a cliff. So Liverpool done it last year and Chelsea done it. And that allowed, in my opinion, Manchester United to go in under a false dawn that they'd sort of turned the corner and haven't, again, battered bashing Man United. We shouldn't be doing it. But I think this year you're going to see Aston Villa doing that. I mean, United are shit mints again this year. Chelsea, Dort. Um, so that's two traditional top six teams that are like just way off. Um and Villa look like they could be in there to to pounce, but that brings me on to sausage of the week this week, Emmy. So <laughs> people that don't know, we're going to do a new segment every week. It's going to be sausage of the week, and it's sort of the clue is in the title. Unless you're expecting it to be about sausages, in which case it's probably not as obvious. Sausage of the week is somebody that we feel has just being a big sausage that week and has done something stupid or ridiculous and needs to be called out and highlighted. And I've picked sausage of the week this week. And I was chatting to Emma and I said, look, I want sausage of the week this week to be Newcastle and the handling of the Sandro Tonali nonsense that's going on. They gave this fella a lap of honour. Well, no, they had, what, what did they have that lap of honour for? They win again. It was no, it was. I don't know. It was literally because of what was going on. It was like a kind of a nearly a farewell. Like somebody could prove us wrong. Yeah. What was but the? I think it was specific. Anyway. It was specifically to to like pushing this fella wave him off on his and ban, and he's he's nearly crying. And come here, when he was joining Newcastle, he was nearly oh. crying. Red this flags is all big, over that. This, this is the biggest, I swear to God, uh, like, I don't know whether the, the Saudis want to go and maybe get these big hotshot lawyers to try and see if AC Milan knew what was coming down <laughs> the line. I'm sure they did. But <laughs> AC Milan definitely did something with a sausage to Newcastle <laughs> <Yeah>. because they, 
he didn't want to be anywhere near Newcastle and there after no. I don't know what the fee was was it that's what I'm trying 40, to find out Some, like I thought it was about 60 someone in the chat will know well, how much do they pay for him but um, yeah look that's they, they've been royally um, stitched up there because AC Milan had to have known what was he, 55 uh, silver top, 3-3-5-8 says there um, they had to have known this was coming down down the line and like somebody says and i thought well look are they gonna go and they're gonna check this out i don't know it was up to newcastle to do their due diligence on a player they do medicals and all this they should have done some sort of a background check but oi there's there's no way ac milan didn't know that this no. was in the offing like do you know what i mean yeah so, uh, uh, considering it's a bit of a bleeding scandal in italy you know a few other boys have been <laughs> caught in it you know it's yeah. it's like, another reason not to buy italian players or players yeah. from italy like like it's just every couple of years something like this pops up like yeah but it's funny uh, i remember at the start of the season i mentioned it before in the show like p the first game of the season newcastle absolutely hop off villa don't they and people are talking about oh tonali player the season wrapper up uh glad we didn't get sabozloy and all and sabozloy is shit because liverpool drew with chelsea and it's amazing how fast life comes at you with these things, you know, a 10-month ban from. And what on a serious note, right? On a serious note, the way it's being handled, I don't like it. I don't like how it was handled for Ivan Tony. And I don't like how it's being handled differently with Tanali. They're talking about, oh, he's got an addiction and oh, we're gonna help him, we're gonna do all that we can. Gambling's a fucking horrible addiction because nobody can yeah. see, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's an awful thing. It's happened in it'll happen in every walk of life, and especially young young men with lo loads of money will gamble and bet on sports. But I didn't like how sort of Tony was just thrown to the fucking wolves and he's being sort of given a lap of honor and and you know, oh the poor fella, I oh, will do all we can. It's a sickness, it's this, it's that. And then you yeah, even your man, that cabbage Toffolo or Forest today, that bleeding ran into the keeper on Salah's goal. So he had he got away with one, didn't we? And I don't know the ins and outs of his one, so I don't want to be little around, but he had more charges than than fucking Ivan Tony and didn't even get a ban. Um but yeah, I just thought Newcastle <laughs> the handling of the the impending ban. We're giving this fella like a stand uh, a lap of honor leading a lap of honor i thought it was scandalous but there are sausages of the week for paying that money for getting absolutely trousered by ac milan <laughs> to get a player and he's now gone for 10 months now look it's not gonna they get they get him a lap of honor but then they played at home in the champions league yeah like they must have thought that the band was coming sooner than the champions league game Maybe. but they got away with playing him in the champions league but um, yeah, now look, come here. A lot of people will say we're ones to talk because of what the way our club acted when a certain when we broke out yeah. the t-shirts for a certain person and whatever. No, hundred percent. Like, do you know what I mean? Other clubs need to learn their lessons from that. Yeah, um, don't don't let that this be there. Fella around like he's Jesus Christ or something, yeah. and it's like, or he's 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 a fifteen-year veteran at the club, and it's his last game or something like Only that. Only in like, a wet day. You know I mean? <laughs> As you say, face like a slapped arse when they were unveiling him. He didn't want to be there at all. Ah, uh, yeah. But it's a nice little that. sort of, you know, a fool in his money and all that. And and Newcastle, we all know what's coming down the line at Newcastle. They're going to be a powerhouse, whether we like it or not. They're going to, they're actually being very smart at the moment with their transfer business. They're bringing in the odd player for high money. He was the one this year. But do you think they're waiting to see what happens with City? 
yeah, I think they're. I think they are. I think there's so much heat on City. I think Newcastle are just because when they know what they can do, they're gonna go hell for leather. Do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen it in the chat, and I've seen it before. The talk of Ruben Neves coming in on loan, like that, won't surprise me at all. Two year loan. But Newcastle it, paid one percent of his wages. Alan Sam Maximum, they sold him for the same price as they bought. Who did they buy after the? Alan uh, Maximum money. It wasn't. It wasn't Tanali. It wasn't Tanali. Was that weird. was beforehand. Uh, who the fuck did it? Uh, yeah, was it Harvey Barnes? Harvey could Barnes have been Harvey was. Barnes. Yeah, literally, uh, nearly to, to nearly to the penny, <laughs> the money that they got for Alan San Maximum. Yeah. they bought Harvey Barnes for. Where's is he injured? Harvey Barnes. I think I I think he struggled a bit, isn't he? With injuries, he's been. He was in. He was out, and he could be out again, but. You know, it's they're the team. The reason, like, we moved on to them from Sausage of the Week because they're, I think, sixth in the league. They had a bit of a tough start, but they're starting to get wins now. I know they drew at the weekend, but they're another team that were going to come down in, you know, last season's highest. They took advantage of, of a poor Liverpool and Chelsea team to get in. Like Villa are doing now, fair play to them. But they're the team we, I think will maybe get pulled back in. Does, does it... You're right about the gap from Villa down. It's Newcastle, I think, are after them, and it's it's a big gap. But there's a, a little league down within that. So you've got Newcastle, you've got Brighton, you've got Manchester United, you've got fucking, I don't know who else is in there. But there's a lot of teams there that'll be scrapping and going up and the top five. So Newcastle, Brighton, United, West Ham, Brentford. West Ham, yeah. Chelsea. Brentford, like, 12. surprising. Aren't you? Brentford are always up there. You think they're struggling in there. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a different win. story at the other end of the at the other end of the table. Like, I think you're going to probably see a record being broken this season for, with um, the points total that keeps a, a team up. I think uh, a points deduction this year for Everton might not be the worst thing yeah. in the world. They could probably, <laughs> probably get away with still surviving it, yeah. Yeah, well, today they win today, didn't they? Yeah. Up to 15th. Lofty heights of 15th. I don't think they've been that high in years. But 10 points from 10 games. It just goes to show, which I've done a show during the night on Wednesday about um, the, the bottom six and all that and who'll be in trouble. Brentford were playing in that bottom six. Now they're all of a sudden that 10th. You know, it's amazing what one win will do for you. Mm. It's so tight down there in that middle sort of section from, so from Forest on 10 points in 16th, up to United in 8th. Even, yeah, up to United in 8th are on 15 points. You know, five points between 16th and 8th. It's a murder zone. I'm just glad that this year we're not in that mixer. You know, we, we've we've distanced ourselves from that. We're back to where we should be, which is the top end, which is challenging, which is applying pressure to the teams around us rather than being scrubbing, scrubbing around in that. But look, it's another... That's it. They, 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 somebody was saying there earlier on as well is to think the kind of the bitter pill is is that it should be probably us in first and Spurs in fourth after that game, that fiasco. Yeah. yeah. But um, like I said, it's three points, like... Three points is nothing. Um, and it's Spurs that are three points ahead. City are only a point ahead of us. Yeah. You know, Very similar I, on goal difference as well. Yeah, happy enough with that. You know, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it was your way, you'd be like, within touching distance. Yeah, we've said it for a year for the last couple of years. As long as you're within about say four to six points, 
on city at, at the turn of the year or at Christmas yeah. or whatever for the run in, you're still within touching distance of them. Yeah. Um, and look, we've we've got an awful lot of those kind of we've got Spurs away out of the way, we've got Chelsea away out of the way, we've got Newcastle away out of the way. Come November, if all goes well, and we go to City and get a result, that's them out of the way. They yeah. all have to come to Anfield. Even Brighton as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, they've all to come to our place um, yeah. in the run-in. So, yeah. It's not a bad well position positioned. to be in. Yeah, no. yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, people wonder where Gav is tonight. Gav is off celebrating with the Maz, isn't he? So the Dublin Marathon was on today and the charity... The man's running the marathon and um, was on, so I think he's gone on the on the sauce with them celebrating um loads of points of complan and slim fast milkshakes. I'd say just to get the weight back on. <laughs> Not for him, for them, for the man's for the athletes. He's he's just down there uh, enjoying the enjoying the moral support. He's yeah, he's put a lot. He puts a lot into that sort of stuff. Yeah, he so we won't uh, we won't be grudging a night off of a Sunday to do the the lord's work with the lady so look fair play to them fair play to gav the the week i know there's a show on monday i don't know who's on he'll have shows during the week for the uh barmet preview i'm sure and barmet after show stuff so we'll be back and there'll be plenty of uh plenty of shows to come this week emma have you anything else before we go no no just because uh, i know people were asking at the start so it's not this is not exclusively twitch this is not the way it's going to be there's, there will be shows on all platforms and then there will be twitch only shows as well so yeah um but um subscribe obviously on youtube and press the bell icon it'll tell you when the shows are on and keep an eye on the socials as well we've uh, a new facebook page talking cop on facebook so we're trying to give that a bit of a push if people can go on and give it a like yeah. um and obviously we're go. on instagram and twitter as well so yeah, that's it. Well, upwardly mobile, upwardly mobile. Um, <laughs> but now it is true, you know, it's uh, the face of the YouTube thing, you know, people asking the questions. Look, it's just having a bit of a, a shit show this weekend on YouTube. I'm sure it'll be back to normal soon enough and we'll be there. But I don't know what you do on Twitch. What do you do? Would you hit it? What do you like? How do you like it on Twitch? Is it normal? Just hit the like you know, whatever I, I, it is. I, I, I don't know. It. I'm only getting used to it myself. I, I did have an account. I don't know why I had an account. Maybe the young fellow was using it for yeah. his game or something like that. But um, it's actually the the interface when you're actually on it, it's it's a, it's a lot better than YouTube, I have to say. Um, is it? I must give it a look. Yeah, at yeah. It's a lot easier to, uh, do you know when someone says, when you first come in and it's like, uh, hi, Keith. And then you're like, who's that? Oh, it's a, you just click at and like the first, and you can add them in the oh, comments yeah. on Twitch and everything. It's pretty straightforward. Um, and the good thing about Twitch as well is, is the that my old phone actually allowed used to allow me to do it for some reason. The one that's over in Liverpool, I was over in Liverpool in the back of my Rest taxi. In peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, on Twitch you can actually you can actually go out and still listen and watch the show whilst using other apps as well. Oh, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah. Can't do that on YouTube unless you pay YouTube premium or something like that. So yeah, that's heavy. Uh, that's that's another good thing about Twitch. But no, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It looks looks really good as well. I yeah, think somebody asked the question. Somebody asked the question there earlier on. Um, can you actually? So I know obviously on YouTube, if you start like watching at ten past ten, you can watch it not live. Like yeah. you can watch it from the start. I'm not sure whether you can do that on Twitch. And I know somebody asked that earlier, so I'm not sure. Maybe somebody else can answer that question for that person yeah we learn these things out as we go um 
you know, uh, Gav gives out about YouTube all the time, so Twitch will become more prominent, I'd say, if, if it's successful. It's just for the best experience for everyone, you know, and that's that's what we want to do. But the shows will be audio downloads as well, so everyone will be able to catch up if you miss it. If you're not obviously missing the YouTube tonight, it'll be available for those people to download again. So, look, it's... There you go. There's Matt saying there videos. on Twitch, uh, shows are available for up to a week afterwards. So, And he says there's lots of uh, regulars in the Twitch chat as well, so people are obviously moving over. A few sharks on Twitch. That's what we like to see. So we like to see. Um, yeah. So look, we'll leave her at that tonight, Emmett. That was good. An hour and twenty minutes of bleeding. Just a little chat about the game, about a routine game of football. You can't be yeah. no stress. A good lazy Sunday with nothing to worry about. What more can you ask for? <laughs> Not much at all. Not much. Until we'll the next. On to the next one, yeah. We're, we're gonna have we'll, a lot of lazy Sundays watching football this year, yeah, being in the Europa. So look, yeah, two o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday, you don't know. But, do you know what? It's not that bad. Two o'clock on a Sunday, is it? It's not no, that early. We normally, we normally have a match right. kick off at eleven, so we'll be gone. So you're doing it. A whisper here. Be gone yeah. from about nine to go down and set up. <laughs> match finishes at about one. Like oh, yeah. have something to eat. Oh, Liverpool matches on. Oh. Yeah, there nice. you go. So Sunday's the morning after the football. Yeah, King yeah, of yeah. the castle in his house on a Sunday. <laughs> but look, it's it's all good. It's all good. Look, we'll leave it there. We'll um be back to you tomorrow. And remember, hit the like or whatever the fuck it is on Twitch and <laughs> be sure to grow it whatever way we can. And when you're writing your letters to Gav to complain, just say Keith and Matt, they I'll uh, Keith and Emmett, they gave her a good job. <gasps> <laughs> I can't believe it. Keith Up and, and Emmett. Wars. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That Matt's a shy bag, isn't he? <laughs> don't tell him. Um, nah, look. Um, we gave it a good go, me and Emma, and you know, yeah. Tell Gav when he's when he's looking that we, we gave it our best. But look, we leave it there. Be back to you all soon. This has been Talking Cop. Talking Cop. I keep have to remember that, you know, keep in my head I'm always saying. The other the day trippers, the day trippers, day trippers. This has been Talking Cop. We'll see us all again soon. Good luck. Sports Social Podcast Network.